Happy We Met, Episode 9. Today's guest is Maha Huck. Maha got her first job at a dispensary when she was 18, and her work in the industry hasn't stopped since. While at UCLA, she co-founded Canna Club for students interested in cannabis, went on to get a master's focused on cannabis, and is the co-founder of the Hospitality Group, where she provides consulting about cannabis consumption lounges. To me, it's obvious she's just getting started. I know you're going to love learning more about this awesome lady. This is Happy We Met. Hey, Maha. Hey, Michael. What's up? <laughs> How's it going? Oh, it's going great. We've just been session. So I'm feeling great. I hope you are too. I am indeed. <laughs> um, really excited to chat. I think this is actually our first time uh, actually like having a time to get to talk yeah, to each other. Like hanging I, out. I know. It's been a good weekday hangout. Warm, warm evening in uh, in the valley hot. out here. I hot. think warm's an underestimate. Yeah. it's been it's been hot. It's, it's been like, hot in LA. It's 99 right now. Yeah, but it's okay. It's feeling <laughs> good in the backyard. Um, gr- nice negligible breeze, and uh, really excited to get into it. I'm glad we just started to press record because we just started talking about uh, Canna Club, Canna Club, a little bit, which is um, <laughs> a, a baby of yours of sorts. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely. Uh, the most passionate project that I've, you know, ever done, I guess. Um, Canna Club. Oh, man. That's how I know you. Um, we were just talking about it. Uh, you were hosting, moderating a very, very important panel at UCLA. We had uh, Department of Cannabis Regulations of LA, Cat Packer, on that panel, as well as Ryan Jenneman, CEO of THC Design. You know, shout out to them. Um, it was a great panel that you moderated, and that's how we met. Uh, I met you through my UCLA Counter Club co-founder, Eugenio. So shout out to him. Shout out, and yeah. you know, quick because you never know who's listening. Shout out to UCLA One, who uh, ha- is the official Menti mentor connection, and I posted publicly that I was a cannabis uh, professional interested in advising, and that's how I met this guy who ultimately met, met me. Maha. So a successful yeah. alumni program. Oh yeah, no, like it was it was a very interesting start. You know, Michael, you kind of seen how we started and and blossomed, and you know that's very. It was a very, very long and crazy journey, but I'm very thankful for the experience. Uh, Canna Club is a Canvas student organization. I started at my alma mater, UCLA, so we're some Bruin buds hanging out right now. Um, Our three pillars are education, advocacy, and opportunity. Our education is, uh, our, our motto for education is to provide free and accessible cannabis information uh, to the public, uh, of course, preference to our students, but we would have open events where we invited everyone. Um, and then our second pillar is advocacy. Advocate for the plant. Talk about tough subjects. Uh, you know, reparations for the war on drugs. Um, you know, social equity. Important topics in you know the city of LA. And we got to, you know, definitely rep it. Talk about it as students at UCLA specifically. So um, that's our advocacy. Opportunity, yeah. so the opportunities bit is really sharing job opportunities with our students and connecting them with great jobs in the cannabis space and vice versa, connect uh, these cannabis companies to top talent from top tier universities. So um, that's really who we are, who Canna Club is in a nutshell. 
uh, started at UCLA, um, and we are now registered at 25 other universities. So crazy time. Yeah. Super crazy. Yeah. That is awesome growth. And I'm really curious how that has been. Like, what was it, you know, um, what made you want to expand it beyond UCLA? Did you have inquiries or did you do outreach? How did you choose? Was USC last on the list? <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. Well, we, we got inquiries. You know, our plan in the beginning was just like, make stuff happen at UCLA, like make some change here, you know, keep it all about Los Angeles being, you know, really in, in the Southern California cannabis space. But after these schools from completely different states on the other side of the coast started, you know, communicating with us about uh, their interest in what we're doing, you know, we we helped them out in making their own Canna Club. And uh, there is another cannabis student group that started around the same time as Canna Club called SMART, uh, so shout out to uh, Nadir Pearson from SMART. Uh, him and I actually spoke um, at the very beginning of Canna Club and, and talked about potentially merging and becoming SMART. But our good old friend Eugenio, he truly believed in the brand and I, you know, I did as well. But, you know, that's kind of what made us want to distinguish ourselves as like the West Coast vibes and like, you know, we're we're out here in California, you know, you're out there at Brown in Rhode Island. And this was back in 2018. So you're buying our weed. Yeah, exactly. Like we had just hit wreck, you know, California's thriving in this new, you know, market, especially the young people. They're like, wow, like this is this is like a bar or you know, I just need to show my idea and go in. No need for, you know, medical wreck while, you know, these other these other schools that were participating in Smart were dealing with the medical market. So we distinguish ourselves, you know, in a in a very uh, professional manner. You know, we we oftentimes work together too. So, like in all, in t in in total, like we have thirty plus universities participating in cannabis student organization. So that that's really the the best part of it all is there were students interested. They inquired. We templatized our movement. You know, drafted our constitution and bylaws as required by any other school when starting a group, and we just shared it. We shared it and, and helped everyone out through the process. That's awesome. And how are, are, are you still involved? Um, how does it continue to grow? And you're at 30 in how many years? Sorry. So, yeah, no, no, no. So like, you know, Canna Club specifically is at 26 schools and we started in like 2018, uh, well, 2017 technically, but I, I couldn't publicize anything until 2018 after REC passed in California. But since 2017, I think is fair to say is when we started and the same with smart they started back then as well so um yeah i, I think over over those amount of years is just like we're awesome here growth. yeah it's awesome super awesome growth yeah oh so am i still involved um so I, I i went on to grad school right after ucla i did not take a gap year between my undergrad and grad so i kind of continued my my leadership in canna club but i just graduated like this past summer like like a month ago month what was and a your half degree ago. oh so okay so i i just uh that was an alley -oop. <laughs> oh man you just had a blunt okay so you know forgive me here but um so i got my master's of science in pharmacological sciences focusing on medical cannabis sciences and therapeutics from the university of maryland uh, School of Pharmacy, uh, also University of Maryland, Baltimore. So yeah, this was the first grad school that had a cannabis-focused curriculum. Uh, very interesting program. I was their first, I, I was part of the pilot program, so the first cohort that 
uh, was to go through this, I guess, experimental curriculum. Very, very uh, interesting experience. Had its ups and downs, um, bumps along the way, uh, but a lot of lessons learned. Yeah, I was about to say, what are some of the things that you cover? I mean, you have to get granular, but <sighs> yeah, you know, I'm yeah. curious both just, uh, uh, you know, in... in uh, opportunities yeah. and whatever you were learning. I'm just really curious how that experience was. So, you know, there's some, some courses like focused on like cannabinoid chemistry. So getting into like deep biochemistry uh, topics, especially like, you know, with, with receptor uh, sciences and just, you know, really diving deep into cannabinoid chemistry. Had a great professor, Dr. Andy Coop. He was really cool. So shout out to him. Um, so that was, that, that was my favorite class, I think. Uh, there was another class called uh, Pharmacognosy and Genomics. So like the, one of the best parts about it was like we didn't just focus on cannabis. We also focused on other you know, botanical substances and other types of drugs, uh, psychotropic drugs. And you know, that it, it really broadened our, like at least my horizon, you know, beyond cannabis, there's all these other sort of botanical drugs or psychotropic drugs that are you know, facing similar scrutiny as, you know, THC and cannabis are. So interesting to tie it into other drugs and, you know, hey, like who doesn't like drugs? Who doesn't like learning about drugs? So, of course, it's, you know, in the school of pharmacy. So it was robust in that manner. But um, another class of particular significance was like uh, was uh, called um, negative effects of cannabis uh, uh like cons or consequences and risk factors of cannabis. Hmm. So it was a kind of a um, like kind of a toxicology class, really. Like we covered other substances as well, and yeah, just all yeah, over the place. All over the place. It's it, awesome. it very interesting. Yeah, I can nerd out about this all day, like <laughs> all day. Like it, it was a really great program, but um, there was a disconnect with some of the professors, sure. and um, you know, this ties into I guess trying to start a cannabis club there. So, oh yeah. Um, the there were uh, the, the the program director as, as soon as I got in, and you know, I told her. I want to make a can club here. I've been doing this. Like I've, I've helped, you know, I've, I've helped. Do you know others. who I am? Yeah. <laughs> I, basically. I'm like, no, like check us out. Like come to one of our UCLA can club events. Like this is one of my last ones here. So please attend, check it out. Uh, I was telling the, my, like my classmates and some professors to attend just to see what I did. And, um, you know, I, I really wanted to convince people to, uh, out there to have a can club. I, you know, went for it. I was told I couldn't call it can club. You know, what, what was it just because they didn't want a cannabis in the name of a club? Yes and no. Um, so out there at UMB, we're called Medical Cannabis Student Association. I was even stopped from calling it a club uh, or any s a cannabis club or even medical cannabis club. Like they really put a lot of restrictions uh, on really the name. A and social aspect almost. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, there was even an instance like where we couldn't even talk about some of us out in recreational states couldn't talk about their careers because recreational cannabis topics were not allowed wow. to be discussed. Yeah, that's a trip. And, and Maryland is a medical only state. Uh, it is a public school, a public university that I attended. So I understand the the caution, but it was too much and it hindered from, you know, our classmates from learning from each other because that's the point of the student group. Totally. The so networking and... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I would say... Were the there others from California? Yes. There were definitely uh, a and few. And others say Colorado. Yeah, but yes. more students were from even states that don't have, any, like, it legal for medical either. Like Just, just curious just about 
learning and maybe getting ahead in their state yes. or being a leader of sorts. That's uh, awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had a lot of healthcare professionals. Uh, we had a lot of physicians, nurses, pharmacists. Uh, so I was I, f- I feel like I was a bit different from most of my classmates because I was coming straight from undergrad and um, I'm a north and south campus major. So I did both. I did science, which was math and sociology, which was, uh, you know, uh, social science yeah. and humanities. Yeah, for the, re- that, the, the UCLA <laughs> campus is uh, is split. We call it North Campus, which is where. Us folks who uh, enjoy socializing hang and the <laughs> liberal arts aspect of the university. Um, the the bachelors of the arts um, are for their north campus for the most part. And in south campus is where most of the math science buildings are. So there's a little, yeah. again, a couple <laughs> fun facts here about UCLA. But this yeah. is also, uh, you know, it's fun to interview someone from UCLA on this. Because um, that's another thing. I mean, wow, yeah, you know, we got Bruins and Cannabis. Shout out Bruins and oh, Cannabis. Yeah. But I'm curious more so about you um, as a Bruin in Cannabis. <laughs> um, that is, uh, you now have your master's, yeah. unique master's in cannabis with a cannabis focus, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, you're back in California. And um, how are you spending your time and how are you hoping to continue uh, to spend your time here oh, in man. this uh, budding industry? Uh, so I've I've always been in California. You know, the pandemic uh, impacted our ability to go to campus, and it is a hybrid online program. So got to stay here. Um, but you know, I'm still working in cannabis. Haven't stopped. Uh, I've always worked full time in it, even during my college days. Uh, since I guess what would be considered my freshman year, and I say that because I went to community college. So shout out transfers, UCLA transfers great option for some people to go to community college so big proponent on that um (laughs) so but like i'm now nowadays you know i don't have school so i'm getting to focus on some really cool projects uh i have been working on my firm alongside my business partner sarah stewart shout out to her it's called the hospitality group thg and it is a uh, operations biz dev compliance firm focusing on cannabis consumption lounges. So uh, our tagline is, we'd like to welcome you. <laughs> um, our focus is uh, primarily consumption lounges that have a food and beverage model, business model um, in their operation. Because we see potential in that being a great revenue stream totally. uh, upon cannabis. So And the few little instances we've seen have shown it a little bit one thing i was thinking uh uh, i was talking about this with a couple people is that um even just a restaurant that had a 10 by 4 designated smoking lounge where you could make a reservation and then just show up and like go next door and smoke a joint and then come back in and have your delicious meal would be a game changer yeah and even that and, like, the Lowell Cafe, or, or now called OG Canvas Cafe out here in West Hollywood, like, it's, you know, that's what it was. You know, they had their food portion, and and, uh, and then they had their cannabis smoking area. Um, they also have a bar, which was partitioned off, so, like, they had a, you know, an alcohol bar there, too. So, um, there are these formats, you know, in existence, but it's not open yet, obviously, because of the pandemic, and that's been... It, that's impacted the ability for a lot of consumption lounges to open up. But that kind of runs in our favor because they we can help these people get through it and they have time to prepare. You know, some some consumption lounge licensees out here in West Hollywood don't even have their property set. And 
you know, was impacted by the pandemic. So, it, you know, it, it's only bound to go up from here, which is why I'm very interested and focused in it, uh, because it's it's a it's a nascent sector of the cannabis industry right now, which is already very early exactly. in its uh, in its form right now. Exactly. So, um, what? Um, so with that you know you s what made you interested in the first place right yeah. you because you had already started you know you'd been involved in cannabis while you were a senior at ucla so clearly you're already passionate about it what kind of kick-started all this oh for man you? i don't even think you and i have talked about this personally so damn that's yeah um so i oh gosh so so i've been in working in the cannabis i guess workforce since 2012 when i was 18 um that, that when they allowed 18 year olds to work at shops um but i guess what kick-started it was um so i dropped out of high school i had a very tough time in high school uh you know i, I smoked weed to help me through the tough times as well um i had some other like medical issues as well i uh i would get a lot of upper respiratory infections just because i was moving state to state city to city just had a very weakened immune system um so i was on appetite inducers uh, prescription. It was really bad. I would be like basically knocked out for like like 16 hours at a time like from those appetite inducers. So I was like, I just need to smoke weed. Like I heard from like older friends and older, you know, kids that, you know, smoking weed gives you the munchies. So I started smoking weed. I, you know, I was a teenager. I don't condone teenage cannabis use, but uh, that's, you know, that's, that's what happened in my in my past and and even medical cannabis in yeah. california they would give um uh you know i guess 18 but there are certain instances yeah, that you can apply you know yeah. we've seen uh where there are certain uses so oh definitely uh, so you know i was i was uh, you know underage at the time but anyways I, I was smoking at home my mom she caught me uh my mom's a single parent um, you know, I'm, I'm first generation American. My mom was born in uh, Pakistan. I'm Pakistani Indian. So come from a, you know, conservative background as it is and being first gen kind of, kind of, you know, kind of hard. Uh, but she did not take it well. She was like, what the hell are you doing? But, you know, she's like, I, I'm like already dropped out of high school. I'm already the bad kid. So she's like, what am I going to do with you? You know what? I'm not going to ground you because there's nothing to ground you from why don't you like write me a report or like show or tell me why you're doing this, but like present it to me. Like, I don't want to jump to conclusions. Like, tell me why the hell you're doing this. But I'm like, she didn't, she didn't get me in trouble, which is great. That's so, so cool. So your mom had you write your first cannabis research paper. Basically. So the, I didn't, I wasn't going to school. So I was pretty motivated to kind of prove myself. Cause I told her, Oh, I'm, I'll, I'll get into community college. Like, don't worry, I'll do it. I was 17 at the time. So this was 2011. Um, I, you know, came back at her with a 20-page report, basically. And I cited JAMA, like, journals she's, you know, familiar with because she's a clinical researcher at a cancer hospital. So um, she's a biochemist. So I wanted to impress her and show her, like, hey, I, I know I, I can get on your level, too. Like, don't – I'm not a failure. But I think I was kind of proving that to myself. Like, uh, like you can make it to college. You can make it happen. So I don't know. I – I put my heart into it, presented it to her. She was impressed. She's like, hey, come by to the hospital and talk to some of my, like, colleagues and patients. So I was volunteering at the hospital, too, at the time. So I set up, I guess, my first, like, presentation seminar on, like, 
you know, this is smoking from a joint. This is smoking. Like, this is how you use a grinder. And I was 17 talking about how to, like, smoke weed and how it's... The basics. Yeah, and how it's beneficial for cancer because my mom works at a cancer hospital. So I was d- there were cancer patients. There were... So I, I, I think I even said this wrong, this number wrong last podcast I did for, I think, People's, uh, People's California. But there were seven patients and two physicians. I think in my last podcast I said nine patients. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was seven patients and two physicians that attended my little seminar. And I was like, I can't turn back from here. I want to I help patients. I was in the whole, I need to help patients, like, mindset. So as soon as I turned 18, three, two or three days after I turned 18, I went to a shop and asked for a job. Yeah. So like. That's awesome. Yeah. And that was in, that was in Pasadena. So yeah. And, and, and that I was where you got your first gig. Yeah. I was working at medical shops in Pasadena. And I, and I mentioned that because now one of my, you know, clients, one of my top clients right now is Green Thumb Industries Essence Dispensary. They opened their first shop in California in my hometown, Pasadena. So it can't. It kind of came full circle. Where so you got your first job as a yeah. bud tender, you then are helping consulting a on publicly y- traded yeah. company open yeah, a legal man. dispensary. Uh, eight years later. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's like that. I don't know. My mom really helped me like find my passion. She saw I was like onto something. You know, I. I she's. She truly saw, like, you know, like, oh, she's interested in something for once. Because, I like you know, I like drugs. It was rebellious. I wanted to learn more about it. Like, weed. Oh, yeah, I want to wanna be this weed dealer. But <laughs> I knew there was a legitimacy. It is like, really fun, though. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> but there is, a, there is a legitimacy to it, too. And I knew there would be. And I kept at it, like, since then. And yeah. Did you were you involved? Did you or did you just stay working at the dispensary while you were at community college or So I I worked at um I worked at medical shops and, you know, um a few trap shops too. Um <laughs> uh for a couple of years. Um I like I became a GM for one of the shops like at 19. So like, you know, there wasn't much competition back then either. So they would take all the help they could, you know, like but yeah, I went up the management ladder fairly quickly at shops. Um, so I worked. I'd imagine. Yeah. Just being honest. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, my, my time with dispensaries, um, I spent a couple of years. And then I wanted to get into other uh, sectors of cannabis. So I worked in shops until I transferred to UCLA. I did actually work at another shop. I think that was my last shop uh, where I met my fiance at. Um, I was a butt tender. He was a grower. Now we're getting married in a month and a half. So shout out, Ben. Shout out, Ben. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, after I, w- I transferred to UCLA from community college, which took me a while. It took me a very long time to get out of community college because I was working full time at the shops. Um, I worked for a vertically integrated shop with uh, with Ben. Uh, had a had some face time and experience with cultivation there. Um, after that, I went to to a delivery service, uh, tech startup type uh, companies in cannabis, um, and just getting more experience through other like cultivation ops and you know working with distributors, especially especially through that delivery service uh, that I worked through. So just trying to get experience from each other sector I could, like taking my ret- or taking my dispensary experience into delivery, translating that into distribution, having a little bit of that experience with Ben at the cultivation site, so working for a couple of those folks. So 
trying to just get everything um, down. And most recently, I worked at an analytical uh, testing lab just because that was the remaining one I didn't have experience with or did not step foot in and worked in. And yeah, the one licensed yeah. vertical company can't, yeah. can't have, unfortunately. Exactly. Um, but of particular significance, which really grew my my career was working at a Denver-based consulting firm that did business license applications. I also worked there with my fiance, Ben. Shout out again, Ben. Shout out, um, Ben. Yeah, we got to work on some cool things with him. But uh, really understanding the license application process helped me understand what cannabis business entails. Um, I got to work on cultivation apps, manufacturing apps, um, dispensary apps, you know, you name it. I got to work uh, in 14 states and uh, a couple countries. So some international projects as well through that consulting firm. And I was, I think, I, I was uh, working there during my time at UCLA as well. And it coincided with me starting Canna Club too, in a way. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely gives you a phenomenal understanding yeah. of what's going on because you literally in these applications have to be like, there will be a security guard standing one foot by one foot outside of the door's entrance. Yeah. He will check IDs. <laughs> there will be three feet of uh, space between mm -hmm. the, you know, it's just so granular. You have to be so explicit in your business plan. So oh, that man. is uh uh, you know, shout out to everyone writing licenses oh, um, so and hard. also uh, a phenomenal way to just understand how these businesses are supposed to operate. Yeah. Like just getting the back end perspective of it. Like I was like, OK, I think I think I can do like I'm this is my career. Like I can't cannabis is my career. Love like it. I can I can do business in it. I want to grow. I can grow if I want to. You know, if I want to teach, I can teach. I'm, I'm, I'm lecturing at Amsterdam University for their science classes. I'm an instructor there. So, like, that's another thing I'm doing. You know, I'm awesome. I'm very thankful for my experience. And I think it, like, came, I, I think I, I've achieved what I could at this point because I, you know, stayed adamant on learning whatever I could and joining every company I could just to get that experience. So any, like even advice that I give to some Canna Club students is like, get a job at each sector, work at a grove for a little bit, work at a manufacturing spot if you want, like go, go for a shop. Like it's like getting paid yeah. for rotations, what doctors do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, get, get specialized in everything you can and then, you know, make, make your decision and what you want to do or just, see what's next and right now what i think is next is consumption lounges so totally that's and what yeah it's becoming so casual already i mean um i i think that public consumption spaces i actually was considering running uh for uh council uh, oh. supervisor in <gasps> san francisco oh uh just kind of obviously i didn't commit to it because it's a huge deal and you have to raise tons of money and be super about it but i wanted to do it on just like a super progressive cannabis uh platform like yeah. decreasing the taxes in sf and uh one of the things was uh officially declaring dolores park where everyone goes to smoke weed anyways mm -hmm. a public consumption space oh, so like it was like it. you couldn't get a ticket there and i i'm i'm waiting for california somewhere to be cool enough to say like you can smoke weed on this beach or yeah. just like you know it's so normalized that anyways more to come but <laughs> i think it's going to get more and more normal and we're just so at the beginning of it and consumption is going to be as basic as bars and as normal and as easy to find and they're yeah, going to be everywhere uh well well speaking of normal uh i'm also on the board for la normal so shout out la normal great plug um yeah they're doing what do you do yeah what are some of the things you're working so on so i'm their director of education but one of our most uh um uh, 
pertinent uh, initiatives right now is SB 34, the Compassion Care Program, which is uh, donating free cannabis medicine, free cannabis products to patients in need. So um, we, you know, partner with dispensaries and distribution networks to get products that are about to expire and distribute donate them among patient communities that need it most and cannot afford it so uh that's one of the one of the cool things that we're working on at la normal yeah love it so reach out uh to get tapped in if you have extra products that you'd like to donate oh yeah yeah and you know like i'm tying this in with essence dispensary so shout out essence you know great shop in pasadena visit it i'm sometimes there um they're going to be I'm trying to get them plugged in to do SB 34 because it's this is a great, you know, it's a feel good, good thing to do. Like, you know, you're giving free weed. Come on. It's the best. But it's free medicine, too. Who, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who it doesn't love giving great. people weed? It's like so the best feeling in the world. If you're a shop, hit me up. Uh, you know, if you've got, you know, the main distributors working with you, then you're good. You know, just need some shops to agree on it because that's the hub for patients. But, yeah, it's been great working with L.A. Normal on that. Um, so that's been fun. Uh, but yeah, other than that, man, I'm I'm always working on crazy projects, different projects, trying to keep diversifying my my career, and and you know it, I don't want to get bored. So and I know I won't, but definitely not yeah. in cannabis. Yeah, definitely <laughs> it, not. But definitely not in cannabis. It's still very very early. Well, um, Maha Canna <laughs> Club, uh, master uh, master's degree, uh, yeah. career in consulting, uh, normal. Um, what else haven't we covered? <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, we already yeah we talked about the, so some pretty clients. pretty yeah. good stuff. Yeah, we talked about a lot of things, man. It's, it's I'm I'm just very excited what we can do together, man. Like yeah, that's a little plug for Bruins and cannabis. Yeah, Bruins, <laughs> Bruins and cannabis, and like you know maybe some cool cool retreats coming soon. Absolutely, leveraging some uh, camp plugs and there some consumption space plugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that'll that'll be really fun. No, I'm very excited to like you know stay connected with Bruin Buds. That's what we are, man. We're some Bruin Buds. It's cool. Just, just we like met at a smoking some buds and yeah. We met at an event at UCLA, a which is pretty club crazy. Event. Yeah, like, man. As someone you know, because I was on student government, right? Oh. Always organizing events. That was actually I think where I added a lot of value was like making connections with Seoul and like uh, getting yeah. like the club actually registered and doing like the administrative stuff, which uh, is what I kind of understood UCLA's bureaucracy a little bit. Oh but, man. Um, but yeah, so that's what was crazy to me is having gone through all that and an understanding of that to like meet you at this cannabis event in Poly Pavilion, uh, like right? in the coolest place. It was like, this is crazy. Yeah. So ever since then, I've just been so yeah. stoked on what you've been You're doing. The star of the show <laughs> that day, man. Oh, oh, one, one more plug. So UCLA Cannabis Research Initiative used to work there too. Um, they they just got a lot of funding. So you know, hope it works out for them. I know the pandemic has impacted uh, a lot of what they could do, but hey, man, our like Canna Club started at the same time as Canvas Research Initiative. So it's been a good time for UCLA. So I love it. And I, now the Bruins yeah, and Canvas. So time. big shout out to UCLA for being so oh, accepting yeah. of Made uh, us who we are, man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a thousand student groups. And now uh, one of them is focused on cannabis and more to come. We'll write on uh, oh, yeah. Maha. I'm super stoked. <laughs> I'm happy we met for sure. I'm happy we met. Um, thanks for uh, hopping on. And uh, oh, my socials. Mm. I, my, oh, yeah. I'm at uh, Hi Maha. Love yeah, it. Happy we met and Hi Maha, right? That's how we started and ended. Easy Great. peasy. Right on. Well, thanks so much. <laughs> Bye.
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, please subscribe on Spotify or Apple Music. You can also stay up to date by following on Instagram at happywemet. For more information about the awesome people featured on this podcast, visit happywemet.com to learn more about them and find their contact information. Your time is appreciated. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Happy We Met.